This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 270. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Color Pencil Podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. I am your host, and this is a Color Pencil Podcast. Today, I want to talk about the biggest mistake. The biggest mistake that I see beginner color pencil artists make. All right, so I don't want this to be a downer, though. I want it to be uh, something that may help you if you are a beginner. And, you know, this is a show for beginners and, uh, you know, for new and used colored pencil artists. <laughs> it's for the beginner. It's for the master as well. And uh, the reason I guess I say that is because sometimes I have to remind myself of these very things that I talk about. I can make some of the most beginner types of mistakes from time to time. And I'm sure that you can as well. If you're listening today and you consider yourself to be uh, someone who has been using the medium for a while, you're past the apprenticeship and you're on to other things. Okay, so with framing that enough now, let me just talk about the biggest mistake that I think beginners make. And that is, I'll put it in one word, it's planning, planning. Dwight Eisenhower said, planning is everything, the plan is nothing. Right? Makes a lot of sense, really. Even though it seems um, like a contradictory statement, planning is important. But so is execution. I think that was his point. Plans are great. Execution is greater. Implementation trumps planning every time. All right, so there are some huge mistakes that we all make when we come to the medium of colored pencil. One is, you know, not layering enough, and I'm not going to talk about that one today, but here's just a few, if you are a complete beginner, that I want you to be aware of, and I've talked about it in the past, but not layering enough, not putting enough layers down on your paper, and then thinking you can do all kinds of uh, advanced techniques with just a few uh, layers uh, that you're starting out with, like putting solvent down or trying to burnish or a number of other things, but you don't have enough layers down. And so it just muddies up everything or just uh, makes your uh, complete drawing disappear because you didn't have enough layers to begin with. And about the time that a beginner typically thinks that they're done, thinks that they're already, uh, they've already completed the project, is about the time that they need to start working on the project. You've just got you you've just gotten started uh, at that point, typically. Okay, so that all has to do with layering. Secondly, not having a sharp enough pencil, using a dull pencil, and the biggest reason that this happens is because they get bad advice. They get the advice, oh, just grab a Coom pencil sharpener and use that. And so they have this tiny little blunt point on their pencil and a couple of strokes and it's not sharp anymore. If you get a pencil sharpener that will actually give you a long tapered point where you can have a razor sharp pencil 
then with most surfaces that you're going to be working on, you're going to be happier, you're going to get better results, more even and consistent coverage and laydown of the pencil when you have a sharp pencil. Okay. But I'm not going to talk about that today for just a moment here. We're only going to talk about not having a plan from the beginning. So implementation and doing all the things you need to do are great. And maybe we'll talk about that later on. But the one thing that I see happening over and over again is uh, when speaking with um, color pencil artists is not having a plan of what this drawing is going to look like by the time they're done. So if we don't know where we're ending up, how do we know if we ever get there? We don't. So we have to know what it's going to look like on the other side. So when we look at our project, and maybe when we're doing the initial work of figuring out our colors and doing our photo editing, if we're working from a photo, which most often we are, then we have an end result in mind. And maybe you look at some of the details and you say, to yourself, oh, in this area, I'm actually going to do this. I'm going to simplify this area right here, and I'm going to uh, actually include all the details that I see over here. Uh, and you, you work out all of these things, and you make concessions before you ever begin. And when you're working on the size then, and you're working on the color choices that you're going to use, uh, you're working on printing out your reference if that's what you do, or using your iPad and, and doctoring up the photo the way you want it, and you figure out all the things that will help you be successful in getting started, then the next thing you've got to do is tell yourself what this is going to look like by the time you're done. And it's not really enough to say, oh, you know, I want it to look good. <laughs> I, I, I used to say that. <laughs> Maybe you still say that so, sometimes. And, uh, you know, we've all done it. But what, what is that? We have to define what it is we want it to look like. We have to kind of know. We have to have a picture in our mind of where it's going to be. Now, I'm going to lay aside for a moment then all of the, the artists that, uh, you know, don't work in realism or don't work uh, in, um, you know, photorealism, whatever description you want to use here. Maybe some representational artist who also does more impressionistic kind of stuff will say something like, you know, it's uh, the spirit leading me or I, I'm not real sure I'm uh, more of a spectator and I'm you know, I'm part of the audience uh, to the work and the process, and my hands do the work, and I never know where it will end up, and I'm just as surprised as anyone else that is looking at it by the time we're done. Well, you know, that's not the best approach for realism and for improvement, and if we want to improve and we want to get better at our craft, then we need to have a plan of where it will end up. So we know when we've crossed the finish line. That's, that's what I'm advocating. So we know when we're actually done. Are we done or did we give up? Did we complete the project? Maybe we're not happy 100% with every single thing. I never am. Never, never. But 
at least we're in the ballpark and we know that we're 90 something percent of the way there and the rest of it. You know, if I went ahead and pushed myself a little bit more, maybe it would take another week or two or three or four months. But would that be worth it? Well, you know, we have to make up our mind about those things, but we have to at least know where we're trying to end up. Okay. All right. So I want to, I want to separate that then for a moment and just talk to you for a second then about how uh, you can accomplish this. Uh, You know, where, where this becomes practical is when you're at the drawing desk and you're working on your project and you decide ahead of time, okay, I've got to reserve some of my whites. How am I going to do that? Am I going to make some impressed lines? Am I going to use white to cover in some of those areas? Am I going to use masking fluid to make sure that some of the pigment doesn't get over in that area, especially if I'm going to use uh, some type of media to make this more fluid, like, um, you know, Gamzol or something like that. Um, so we have to make those decisions early on. And in what way am I going to work? Am I going to work the way I always work? And uh, for you, that may be different for me, but I'm typically going to work from dark to light most of the time, not all the time, but I'm going to at least use my darker pencils first, but I'm going to use them in a very light way. I'm probably going to use the Grizzeye method. I'm probably going to start with dark indigo of the polychromos uh, line and uh, build it up that way. All right. We have to kind of figure out those things uh, before we start. But sometimes we can be working really long, and maybe we've worked for four hours or ten hours in one day, and we're working hard on creating, and we're not thinking much about, you know, maybe we're losing our mind uh, to a book or something like that. Uh, That was probably a funny turn of phrase, but maybe we've just kind of lost our thoughts uh, for a while inside this book and we're uh, getting caught up in a story we're listening to or something like that, Um, rather than focusing entirely on the drawing process because we know what we're doing over there and we're not editing. We're not going back and erasing something. We're not trying to correct something or fix something. So... That's kind of the thing that I try to do is I will try to go uh, in one of those two modes when I sit down at the drawing desk. And most of the time I'm going to be creating. Most of the time I'm not editing. Okay. So I want you to think about it like that. You're either creating or editing. You're either putting something down. You're either create. You're you're, uh, in production mode or you're in fix-it mode. You're over there editing everything and trying to figure out, okay, am I on target? Am I on track? Am I going to end up where I want to? Because I planned everything out at the beginning and I know where this is going. And so am I on track? And those times are critical. And if you're brand new today, I want to talk to you specifically and I want you, I, I want to tell you that if you're new, then don't go for four hours. Don't go for 10 hours without going back to editing mode. Go back into that mode often of, okay, is this on track? Am I actually uh, laying this down and keeping all of my lines where they need to be? Maybe grab the ruler and make sure 
that you're on track with your reference or the proportional divider or whatever it is you're using. Just the end of the pencil, the tip end of the pencil, and measure just a little bit to make sure that you're on track with everything. If you don't do that often, and it's exhausting in the beginning because uh, you you can't just go for long hours without checking the proportions. But it's important, and it's a nice habit to get into. It's an important habit to get into. All right. So, again, don't just think from the beginning, I want it to look good. I want this to look like uh, a realistic painting or drawing. Well, that's fine, but define what that is. Look at your last piece, then tell yourself, what is it about this piece that I'm going to draw that will be an improvement over my last piece. Okay, so then you have to uh, you have to critique yourself and decide what is it that I did not care for on my last piece. What is it that I want to improve in this piece going forward? Maybe you need to write it down so that you don't forget what it was that uh, you pinned down, you nailed down. And you said, ah, this is why I don't think it looked, quote unquote, good, or it didn't look, quote unquote, right, or it didn't look, quote unquote, correct. Okay, so I'm going to improve in that area. Now, artists have been doing this forever, hundreds of years. And so don't think this is weird or strange or abnormal at all. This is something that all artists do. Um you know, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, when he was creating The Last Supper, th- so The Last Supper, as you probably know, is one of the most famous artworks in all uh, of the world and all of history. And, um, you know, it was protected and um, the the monastery where he created it in the Santa Maria della Grazia, um, that's about as close as you're going to get for me pronouncing that. But anyway, he would... Um, you know, he went there and he would work on it and paint on this and it was protected. I understand they reinforced the structure where that wall is and so that it would not destroy that fresco when they knew that the city was uh, going to be bombed. And, uh, actually they were successful in that. But anyway, that aside, what happened, I think was fascinating is that people from Milan would travel, whatever that is, eight or 10 miles um, back then, you know, that that was a, a long distance, a great distance to be able to go. But they would go over there and uh, people would watch him work. And he liked that. Apparently, he enjoyed the feedback uh, of what he was doing live on that painting and were benefited by a 17 year old boy who would. He would often come there and just watch him work, and uh, this boy grew up to be a writer. This is one of the stories that he talked about. You know, he would talk about the Last Supper, and he he wrote that Leonardo would he he would sit there in the dining hall and uh, sometimes come in very early in the morning and would work. You know, he would paint all day, the entire day from sunrise to sunset. And wouldn't stop to even eat or drink anything. Now, can you imagine that? Imagine that. And then he said on other days, it was entirely different. He wouldn't do anything. He wouldn't even paint anything. He would just stand 
in front of the painting and he would scold himself. And he would talk about how it just wasn't right. It wasn't good enough. And <laughs> I think it's entertaining uh, to think about that uh, for a little bit and, um, and gratifying too, uh, I must say. <laughs> that someone that great would, uh, would have those kind of feelings. Um, because we all do, but sometimes I think we, we think that only I have those feelings. You know, you may think that about yourself. Only, only I have those feelings. I think that about myself sometimes. No, I'm the only one going through that. Not true at all. And if Leonardo, you know, could paint some of the most amazing paintings, um, and he had those feelings, then why can't we have those feelings? I'm just saying, when you're starting out, have those feelings, uh, maybe temper them a little bit. <laughs> Don't scold yourself. But talk about those things. Have that dialogue in your head often and quickly. And don't let it go a long time. You know, uh, if you're working on something and, um, and then you say to yourself, oh, I know that part in right. I'll fix that later. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to work a few hours over here and I'll fix that later. What will happen is you've gone so far that it feels like 100 miles to get back over there. And then you start making other decisions like that. Oh, well, this part isn't looking right now. And I'll fix that later. Fix it right away. As soon as you figure out what's wrong, fix it. That same writer, he said that uh, sometimes Leonardo would rush in after working on the horse. You remember he was commissioned to uh, create the, the horse statue. And he would rush in over there, only make a brush stroke or two. And then leave. So can you imagine? Here's this ginormous, uh, this huge fresco and a whole lot of movement going on with all of uh, the, the characters, uh, all of the men surrounding Jesus in the middle of this table. And you come there and you make a stroke or two and that's it. And you leave. And it's almost like the way that I understand it, it it's sort of like he knew which strokes he was going to make before he got there. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll wake up, I'll come over to the drawing desk, and I'll just make a pencil mark or two. Because I, kn I know what's going on. I know where I left it when I left it. And... He, you know, he, he had this problem where, and you may be in this trap as well, where you got too many projects going on and maybe you need to come back over and address something over here, but you don't have time to sit there and work on it for a long time. And I find myself squeezed like that a lot. And you probably do as well if you work in the medium a lot, but if you're just starting out, what it tells you though, is that one day it's going to be easier, and trust me, it will be, where you can think about your project even when you're not with your project, and you'll know by thinking through it and thinking about some of the things with it, what needs to be done, what you need to correct, and you can come up back over there and just spend you know, one to two minutes or 15 minutes and get quite a bit accomplished because you've thought about what's going on with the work when you're not there. All right, <clears throat> so 
That's really all that I wanted to say about that, but I want to hit this home one last time today, and that is plan from the beginning. From the beginning, have a plan. That's the biggest mistake that I'm seeing currently with new colored pencil artists. All right, this is a weekly show, guys. If you enjoy the show, please give it a rating and or a review. I would appreciate that. If you want to reach out, you can email the show by emailing podcast at sharpenedartist.com. One last thing before I go. I'm about to hit record and record some podcasts where I take your questions. And I've got seven or so, I've got a little over seven now of some questions that you guys have uh, graciously sent in. All you have to do is go over to uh, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. Over on the right-hand side, there's a little banner over there, and it just says, send voicemail. You click on it. Uh, it says, send a voicemail to John. You click on start recording, and you record your comment. You can listen to it again. You can re-record it. You can cancel it, or I hope you just hit send. And then I'll have a, a message there from you. I can play. I'm going to play that recording on the show, and I'm just going to get a big bunch of these uh, voice messages, and we're going to go through those. Uh, and I'm just going to answer right there after I hear uh, the question or the comment. You can make a comment as well. Uh, so maybe some tip or some advice that you know uh, that you'd like to pass along to the audience. Now another thing is you can call. Uh, a uh, telephone number and you can leave a voice message that way just use your cell phone uh, or any phone and call it in the number to do that is 513-301-0005 that's 513-301-0005 you'll get uh, a beep you'll get a voice message uh, from me um and then a beep, and you'll record your uh, message right away. Now, the thing is, you can't re-record it. So just know what you're going to say. Maybe write it down first or something like that. If you mess up, just hang up, call back, and record it again. All right, I will talk to you next Monday. Until then, stay sharp. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.